What's up, nerds? My name's Lance. And I'm Antoine. And welcome to the Emo Otaku Podcast, the show where we talk about everything anime and music. First things first, um, just wanted to let you know if you haven't seen already, uh, Antoine finished that playlist with uh, anime, basically hype-ass anime music. Uh, So that's up. It's posted on our Instagram and our Facebook Go listen to it. Go listen to the other playlist that's up. Enjoy the music. Give us some feedback. I'm sure you guys are going to like both. Yeah, it's going to be hype as fuck. You're going to yeah, love he, it. Antoine took time out of his fucking busy evening to build this podcast, so you know it's going to be good, or build this playlist. I mean, all I did was sit there and listen to a bunch of anime opening and go, oh, yeah, that song is hype. And I just <laughs> put it on a playlist. But I had a great time fucking doing it. Yeah, you definitely go on tangents doing that. You're like, yeah. oh, this one anime had really hype. Oh, this one was hype. I told oh, you, this one was like hype. I told you like two weeks ago, like the best, you always know it's a good one. You know it's a good anime if Asian Kung Fu Generation starts it. Oh, yeah, and then, you're saying that. And some, some like hype anime just have hype intros. Usually boring anime, you can tell from the intro. You're like, this show's going to be lame as shit. But and sometimes they're follow. just, they lead you astray and it's like a boring ass intro and then it's super hype. Like I still say the, the first opening for JJK would just did not fucking make sense. I kinda, and it's I, so I, good. It's I, I will always say it was a good song, a bad intro, I don't a good know. song. I think the, the intro, like the animation intro was fucking sick. I don't think it was a good, I mean, good like, intro for the, for that fucking anime like it's anyone that's way better that scene dororo like the original the first half uh not the original anime the first opening for the newer Mm -hmm. show that they did like it was such a weird intro it fit very well with like the theme but at the same time like it it doesn't seem like it fits the show you're watching and you're like the fuck there's like horses flying by they're like flame heads and shit and it's like this super weird song that you're like what the fuck i'm listening to but it's it's hype and it has nothing to do with the anime, really, if you watch it. Like, yeah, and just, for, for those of you that are going to be like, well, is it on there? Yes, it's on there. They're right, both, on, they're there. both on there. Because they're both amazing. Yeah, and there's plenty of Bleach, plenty of JoJo, plenty of basically everything. You Yes, the rumbling is on the playlist. Of course it is. Obviously. It uh, might be on there twice. There is no One Piece because One Piece intros are a whack as shit. They really are, and it just... I mean, like, they're good fitting for the show. But they're not good songs. But they're not good songs to, like, listen to on the outside. And I get it. It's Shonen is for kids, but they're very kiddie intros. Yeah. And it's like, let's go explore. I'm like, straight up. It literally feels like an intro for Dora the Explorer. Like, I've listened to even some for the later seasons that I haven't seen. Just watch a bunch of openings, and I was like, there's not a single one I like. So there will be none of those. And if you like those, I'm sorry for your loss. You like shitty music. Well, it's people that like it because... They have, like, it's nostalgia for a lot yeah. of people. Because I know a lot of people that are like, yo, no, fuck you. One Piece openings are the shit. They're really not, but I can understand why you like it. I think like- Evangelion has sick-ass openings. The open or the opening for yeah, the fucking for show, sure. I think it's solid. But it's also hype for the show. Like, the One Piece openings don't really even get you hype. No, that the visuals get you hype. The song itself doesn't it does do not, anything yeah. for me. But like Evangelion has a hype ass intro and you're like, what the fuck is this yeah. show with yeah. the song that you're like, what the fuck? But one piece just doesn't do that. Right. You just, you feel like, yeah, I'm about to go on an adventure with my friends, yeah. which is what it is, but just not like an yeah. exciting way. Right. It's so just like a road trip music. It's mainly a bunch of hype ass intros and outros, maybe some random ones. Cause I think spy spy family I think the outro isn't hype, but I really enjoy yeah, I the really song. Like that song. I don't care much for the intro song, but I really like that. I think the song. intro fits it so perfectly. Though. No, the, the intro 
well, the intro song isn't like yeah, a hype song. Whereas no, the outro song is just it's super so chill. Good. Yeah, it's just such a like yeah. you're just sitting there, close your eyes, just nod your head, kind jamming, of thing. and then you watch the visuals of fucking Anya just bopping her head and yeah. jamming. You're like, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I fucking love that song. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's up there. Uh, our music playlist is up there. I, I've updated a little bit, added a few things that I missed. Um, and then the other big thing is this episode we're recording it on a Wednesday, but it will come out on the fifteenth. So. If you remember talking about uh, me talking about it last week, tonight, Friday the fifteenth, is the Funky Panther hundredth episode party at Panther Island Brewing, which we will both be at. There'll be a bunch of podcasters there. Obviously, we got to support the boys. It's gonna be a really fucking good time. A lot of great beer, good fucking food. It's gonna be wild. You should definitely come out, talk to us. I've had, beer. I've had like a week to try to get out of this and I can't think of any valid reason. So I will be there. Yeah. He's going to be there. Cause I tend to hang out with the podcasters anyways. Cause I got an in with Jay. She knew him before. So I kind of just got introduced and that's just a group of friends. Um, just trying to get him to go to more functions so we can, you know, mingle with people. We got to fucking, we got to like grow, man. It's like 105 degrees outside though. Yeah, but the we'll day. be in fucking side. Yeah, but I still got to walk out in the sun. And just oh, you'll get, be okay. Just getting so black. <laughs> so black. It's such a bad tan line. <laughs> it, it, it's never going to go away. Yeah, it's never. It's honestly getting worse. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I told you it was worse than it was two weeks ago. It's fucking insane, dude. I just keep getting blacker and blacker. Like, at some point, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. I'm back to how black I was, and now I'm just like, no, now I'm just burning. It's going to be like that fucking t-shirt you're wearing. I mean, you can't even tell where the shirt ends anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just getting so yeah, goddamn well, dark. welcome to fucking Texas, I yeah. guess. You know, I'm going to look like a fucking extra in Amistad by, like, the end of this fucking <laughs> month, dude. It's fucking bad. Well, anyway, please come out, man. We would love to meet some of you guys. Like I said last week, we will have stickers. So, if you want one, come grab one. Fucking put it all over the walls. I don't give a shit what you do with it, but we'll yeah. have stickers. Graffiti on shit. Fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a hood shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more hood than putting a sticker on your locker. <laughs> oh my God. I know I'm fucking hardcore. It's yeah. hard to contain it. Yeah. You had to, you had, you couldn't be a poser anymore. You had to be like, yeah. stick to the man. Yeah. Put our stickers everywhere. Don't put it on a cop car. I yeah, do not want to be that. responsible yeah, for you getting shot. Don't. Especially if you're black, they will shoot you. <laughs> If you've learned anything about yeah. what's going on, especially in Texas. Oh my God, dude. Fucking not to go on a tangent, but that fucking, this fucking 4th of July weekend, dude. Wild, bro. Yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'm afraid to go in public anymore. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. No, I, I can't worry. believe two in one day. Yeah. I'm, I was already worried about getting shot by the police. Now I got to worry about shot by just random, random people. Motherfuckers like, that are angry at the world. Yeah. Get and, your fucking life together, bro. Or don't, but just stay inside. I want to go outside, so you stay inside, yeah, so I don't exactly. have to worry about you. It's already me. hard enough getting you to do fucking anything, so please just leave us alone. The moral of the story is I like not getting shot, so yeah. please don't shoot me. Yeah, most of us don't. I've been stabbed a few times. Wasn't a fan, but I walked away. I feel like if I get shot, I'm not walking away from that. It could be like 50 Cent. I don't. Uh, he's got a lot more mass than I do. I'm pretty sure That's any true. bullet that he's... hits me is just taking me down. I got yeah. no, Like you said, I got no cake. That's true. I feel like if I got shot in the butt, it would just go through and just straight up just blow my ball sack out from the backside. <laughs> and I'm just done. 100%. Like, just your hip is yeah. just, ah! Like that whole half of my pelvic bone is just going to shatter yeah, out. You're, like my, you're going to see like parts of it in my fucking kneecap, dude. Yeah. Please don't shoot me. Yeah. I'll take a stabbing. 
but don't shoot me. I mean, don't. It's not an invite to stab him, but he, he's already had it happen, so he knows he can walk away. I didn't invite the first few, but they still fucking happen. Sure, but that's proof that you're just a fucking asshole. Or maybe it's because I'm just clever, and I was like, oh, you said something clever. I have nothing to say, so I'm going to stab you. Well, one of them, I called the dude a bitch, and he told me not to call him a bitch. Yeah, well, there you go, dumbass. Well, I'm sorry. If me calling you a bitch means you can stab me, then you're kind of a bitch, then aren't you? Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, there you go. Like I said, the dude's a bitch. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so a couple weeks ago, I told you to listen to, uh, well, you shit on the Emery album. I didn't shit on it. I just, yes, said it was, I, just, I just said it was boring. Yeah, that's negative. I mean, it's not shitting. You on like, it. Com- you like continued to shit on it over <laughs> I mean, and over well, and yeah. over and over again. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, I had you, I mentioned, uh, I told you to listen to the Motionless and White album. I did. I told you to listen to the Motionless and White album because <clears throat> I I mean, people like to overhype the shit out of anything that comes out because there's always a shit ton of fans that are like, album of the year, album of the year. But I feel like they'll say that about nine albums. That's what the I'm year. saying. That's what I'm saying. So I kept seeing it, but I kept seeing it more and more and more. And it'd be like two, three weeks after the album came out and people are still talking about it. And I'm like, spoiler alert, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. I just, I wanted to listen to it just to see. Like maybe finally I'm I'll be able to enjoy it, um, and then I had you listen to uh, the act from The Wars Prada. So first thing, you re-listen to Emery. Did you change your tune? Uh, I like it more, but it is still boring, and I realize why. Now. It does take you multiple listens yeah. to like. So something. I realize why it's so boring for me. Every Emery album either draws back a memory. Or like a scenario for me, but like I don't feel anything from the album. That's a new memory, though. Huh? It's a new memory, though. No, but I'm saying, but like it'll like you know you listen to a song, the lyrics just feel like a, like you feel you can connect it to a part of your life. I've always felt that with Emery, and I just didn't really feel that with that album. Like, okay, I just went back and listened to it multiple times, and I even like sat there and like maybe I'm getting the lyrics wrong, so like looked up the lyrics to make sure I was hearing what I thought I was hearing, and just I, I will say I have more of an appreciation for the lyrics now. And I've never disliked the quality of their music as far as a band. I just, like I said, I didn't feel anything emotional, mm-hmm. so it just left me bored. Okay. So I, I, I like it more than I did before, but I still stand by the fact that I think it's a boring album. Okay. Except for that one song, Don't Waste Your Breath. I don't know why that song just hits me. So I, what would you give it out of 10? Uh, Set out of 10, not out of 5. I was going to do it again. Yeah. Out of 10. Uh, I give it two stars. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'd say it's like a, I'd say it's a six. Okay. It, it's above average as an album, but nothing stellar. I feel I'm like, going to give it like a 7.5. Yeah. I obviously liked it a lot more. Yeah. But it's comparing if I compare it to every Emory album that I can think of, there's if I'm comparing five. It, well, not five, but there's like probably four that I'll put over it. Four, yeah, maybe five. Yeah, if I'm comparing, if I'm saying Emory as a band releasing this album, I would probably say a four. But just as an album as a whole, I would say six. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely just, it's just not going to be my thing. I've tried. I'm like, I'm such a fan of the band that I've been forced myself to like it. I kind of feel like I used to do it with Silverstein. Like, uh, and like, I've always been a huge Silverstein fan. So I kind of like forced myself to like, like all of their albums. No, even though I they're won't. just not all good. No, because Arrivals and Departures, I just can't fucking get behind. Yeah. And I, I, I always defend that album. And then I've gone back and listened to it. I'm like, it's just not. Like, it's album. just rock. Yeah. It's not Silverstein. Yeah. It's Silverstein trying to get on the radio, which fine but let's be open about it guys yeah just wasn't a huge fan and then then you listen to Dead Wars Prada 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I do just say one thing for ourselves. Soul This is how the wind shifts. Fucking phenomenal. For I, what? This is how the wind shifts. Oh, okay. I, I think that's their best album. For? For Silverstein. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's their best album. I fucking love that album. And then... Uh, no, it's fucking... Uh, what is it? Uh, Shipwreck in the Sand. Uh, second favorite for me. That's number one. Like, that's... So, that album came out, and I was, like, blown away. That last song with lights, I was like... Holy yeah. fuck! Oh, I felt so many feelings. Yeah, phenomenal album, but this is something which, I don't know. I just I like the flow, and that song "California" is just fucking beautiful. But I, I'd say if I had to pick a song in "Silent Seas We Drown," the song about depression is just like so just well done. The the words, the metaphors are just phenomenal. I think that song alone, that in California, are the two songs on the album that make it in my eyes, their best album. Okay. I'd say literally for those two songs. The whole album's good. I can listen to it from beginning to end, but those two songs are my favorite two songs by them ever. Okay. And then I Am Alive and Everything I Touch came out after that, and it was pfft, Midwestern State of Mind was good. The rest of the album was pretty fucking whack. Okay, so. Their last two albums have been pretty solid, though. Uh, yeah, They're the bringing one, it back. They're uh, A Beautiful Place to Drown was really good. Uh, I like that album. My girl actually made me listen to that Madness song, which mm -hmm. made me go back and check it yeah. out because I heard it once. I liked it. I, I downloaded it. It was kind of like, it, if it comes on my playlist, I'll listen to it, but it wasn't something I actively sought out. Right. I felt was, I'd always go to their older stuff, but that song kind of like made me go back and listen to me. I'm like, no, I forgot I like, I like this album. Okay. Uh, Devil Wears Prada, though. Mm -hmm. um, so I listened to the act, beginning to end, and then I realized what it is that I've always had an issue with them. It's the way he screams. When he growls, I'm fine, but the way he screams... He's very raw. Yeah, and it's almost like labored, the way he screams. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I don't know, that's his signature. Yeah, and... I it, think in the beginning, like, OG, it was definitely him not knowing how to properly do it, because yeah. nobody did. Yeah. To be I mean, look at fucking uh, Ollie Sykes, he blew his fucking vocal cords out. Well, supposedly he did. He can still scream, we saw it on stage. But I feel like in the beginning... Nobody really knew what they were doing. They were figuring it out as they go. So he was probably really labored in the beginning, but has realized like, no, this is my sound. Yeah. Let me do it so I don't hurt myself. Yeah. And that's kind of my issue with it. It sounds labored in a way, mm. like not like in like, I mean, when a voice cracks or breaks, like from an emotional, like that, I love that in a sound, you know, but I just felt it sounds almost intentional. Which, like you said, like that's, that's his, his signature sound. sound, and I, I, it just bothers me. Oh. I don't know. So I love it. Uh, so I listened to the whole album. Uh, I will say it definitely gave me a better appreciation for them. It is a good album. Musically, it's insane, right? Yeah, it is. I, it's, the production is crazy yeah, good. It's, it is such a good album. Uh, the ebbs and flows yeah. of the of the songs yeah. were perfect. When when the first song Switchblade, I think it's called. Yeah. When I listened to that. Uh, when that first opening scream, I just cracked up laughing. And I knew that was the reason why. I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, it's that fucking scream. Because mm -hmm. it is. It's, it's very distinct. But it made me think of their older stuff that kind of made me not really into them. And I was like, I immediately had to stop myself and be like, no, you're fucking judging it before you hear it. So I actually like sat on it for a day, went back. Uh, I skipped that song, listened to the rest of the album. And he still screams like that. It was just that opening scream. Well, his lower, me. yeah, his lower scream, like you said, his growl is much better, which yeah. is why I think you would probably like both zombie EPs because it's way heavier and down-tuned and he growls like low screams way fucking more. Yeah, and it's weird. I feel like they're <clears throat> one of the band's, the heavier they are, the better I think they are as a band. It's yeah. their softer stuff that I'm not really into. Well, yeah, and they tried. They're they're definitely uh, there was a time, 
probably two, three albums where they were just trying to be artsy. Yeah. Because that happens with most fucking bands. Yeah, you, they They're to trying to go artsy. They're yeah. trying, this is going to be different than anything you've ever heard from us, so yeah. it's going to be fucking lame. Yeah, every, every artist makes that indie album. Yeah, so they did that. And I have appreciation for it now going back. There are songs on those albums that I'm like, okay, no, I get it. I feel something from this. Um, but I think now they've found the perfect balance between they can be artsy and the production can be incredible and he can still be what he was on plagues yeah. and it, you know, older stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's just weird. Cause listen to older stuff and it's definitely more, not, I'm not saying garage cause obviously still produced, but definitely like that older metalcore sound where, yeah, know, I mean, like, it was 2000 fucking what six or yeah. something when plagues came out. Yeah. And so I definitely maybe earlier. It's just weird. Cause when I listen to the act, like, if I take my judgment of his scream away, it's such a phenomenal album. But at the same time, his scream is so distinct in a way that it makes me feel like his scream isn't as produced as the rest of the album. Right. So it almost doesn't mix, but on the heavier songs, it almost, it, I feel like the heavier the song, the better the, the contrast makes the song. Yeah. And then on the softer songs where he's still screaming where the instrumentals aren't as heavy, it sounds more distinct. Cause then it, just by default seems like less of a match. Oh well, yeah. He does that thing where he'll like be like yelling into the scream. Yeah. On the slow songs. Yeah. And it's or just, like the ebbs of the fucking like heavy songs. It'll go in there yeah. and it'll be like, ah, bah, dah, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and cracks like, and stuff. Or like when he growls into a scream or vice yeah. versa, like the dichotomy, it just, it, it, I don't know. It throws me off. But when he's just screaming, I can get more on board with it. So I, I went back. I said, listen to plagues. I like it a lot more now. I still have my same issues with it. I will never not be critical of media in that way. And I feel like you can like something and still be critical of it. No matter what, if he screams like that, it's going to be something that draws my attention. But I definitely, having listened to that, it made me want to go back and listen to some of their older stuff. Yeah. And I like it more now. That's good. See, that yeah. was my goal. My goal was to at least get you to appreciate it and and get you to re-listen to old stuff. Yeah. But we've pinpointed where your problem is. So, I mean, it was literally it makes, that first, that first note as soon as he started. Well, see, screaming. that's what makes me, com don't you like Silent Planet? Yeah, they're okay. So is it the same issue? Yeah, absolutely. His, remember, his, you remember, don't like raw scream like that. No, and, and that's the thing, I don't like mind it. old it. because you like Poison the Well and shit like that. I don't mind raw screaming. I just think that if you're going to have that raw scream, everything needs to be raw. Or if it happens every now and then, like old Poison the Well has a yeah, very raw so scream. But everything in the album sounds raw. It doesn't sound very produced. Yeah, so that's your issue. I am not bothered by that. I would prefer that the instrumentals sound incredibly good and heavy and down-tuned and crisp. And a raw scream I appreciate more because I know they're not putting a bunch of bullshit on his voice. And I know he's going to be able to do that exact same thing live. That's what I like yeah. because I'll listen to albums and it'll it'll be like, oh my God, dude, his scream sounds fucking incredible. And you know fucking why? Because they put a bunch of shit on it and a bunch of effects. And then you see them live and you're like, why don't I like this as much? There's your fucking answer. Well, I mean, so I think there's a difference between being raw and sounding labored. And what I mean by labored, like almost like you're like having issue doing the scream. Like, you know, like a lot of bands that you're talking about that have that produced scream where it sounds super crisp and you see them live and you can almost flip they're going to blow up their vocal cord on any note. Like, when I first saw Beartooth, because I had heard of them, written them off for like their softer songs, and when I saw them live, like 
in that first album, he has that kind of raw scream. Mm -hmm. And I'd never really listened to the full album until I saw them live. And I loved it for, I was like, oh man, I can imagine how much better this is going to sound in an album. Like as far as like the Chris mm -hmm. and it's not. So I like that. It's, it's, it's very unproduced. It's fine. It's when it almost sounds like he's struggling in some of the songs, but it just doesn't really work for me when you, you know, when you're like your seventh or eighth album and you can tell everything is super produced. It just throws it off. Like I, I have a respect for it because it, it's like, this is my voice. This is what I sound like. No engineer edited this. No engineer made me sound better than I am, but it just sounds weird when that same engineer is doing all that work on all the instrumentals. Mm -hmm. So like brought poison the well, like instrumentally they sounded raw. So him screaming raw made sense. The whole album was raw. But you also got to think of production then and production now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So Two with very different things. With production now, with how crisp you can make anyone sound like. I mean, anyone that I, plays a guitar or, or especially a bass, like you can hear your slide on a fret. So like, I don't, I, some people get upset about it when they hear it in an album because, you know, they edit it out. But if you play a guitar or you play a bass, you're going to get that feedback. Are you sliding on frets? Like it's just natural. Well, right. And But that's, that's another thing is you can put those same effects on you can use those same pedals and shit <clears throat> and production live and they practice over and over and over and over again. They know what songs they're going to play on set so they can practice to make sure they sound perfect. But the dude's voice is always going to be the dude's voice. No, yeah, I, you no. can do some shit to the mic, but in reality, he's still, it's still going to be him. So I would much rather you not overproduce, but spend more time with production on the music than on the the singing screaming yeah i mean no because i'd always rather you sounded natural or raw whatever you want to call it it's just weird when you're doing that but then you're editing the music so heavily you know what i mean like i get why it makes sense mm -hmm. i know it's kind of sounds like a dumb thing to say but like it does I, I feel like when you're trying to make your vocals sound like you're live, but you don't make your instrumental sound live, it kind of throws it off. If that makes sense. Well, that's what I'm saying is you can make that shit sound the same. But I, mean, when I, I don't mean like effects like with a, with a pedal or anything. I'm talking about like someone sliding down like on a, on a fretboard, on a guitar, or specifically a bass more heavily. Like you can, if you play an instrument, you know that distinct sound, especially when you're first getting into it. You you kind of train yourself to like lighten your finger on it when you're doing chords and things. But no matter what, like either you're going to slide down and there's going to be your if you're using an amp, it's going to pick up some of it or you take your fingers off and you feel the vibration of the metal on the frets. Like no matter what, there you're is, making some sound and you can hear yeah, it. Yeah, but with how heavily you can alter and put effects on your guitar, you can make it so you can't hear it. Well, not as well, but it's always there. Like if you're like, I can't play a bass and not hear myself sliding my fingers. Like, and then especially like a lot of more heavier stuff where they do like drop C tuning, like the, the, the strings are so loose, like it's going to vibrate. You can't not, it's too loose to not do that. And most metal is in drop C. So with that kind of tuning, you're going to feel your strings sliding across the fretboard. It's, it's impossible. It's either I let go and it's just fucking strings slamming on this thing. Or it's me sliding my fingers down and you're going to pick up some of that. You can edit it out for the most part, but live, if you, it's loud, so it's hard to hear, especially with everything. But if you generally stop and just listen to any like drop C tune music, you'll hear it. And you can edit that out, but you can't edit out live. You can train yourself and be better at it. But to some degree, if you, you have to go out of your way to pay attention for it. But because I know it's there, I always look for it to see how good they are at it. And I kind of like that it's there when it's live because it feels more genuine, you know, 
I don't know. I have obviously a different experience spending all those years playing in on stage. So I have experience with sliding on my bass, sliding my fingers down, and it you don't get the sound. But I had you can get strings that are smooth, so you don't get that down. I you would just get the sound of me going down in a note. You could hear the sound of me going from a a fucking high C all the way down the fucking string, but you're not going to hear the sound of my fucking fingers on the actual string. So I see where you're coming from, but there is that's why I'm saying there's ways around it. You get strings that are smooth. You put enough effects that you're not going to hear that screeching because I feel like that's more of a... Okay, I'm not talking about the screeching. Like, that's easy to get out. Like that's If you're doing that, you're just either you're pressing too hard or you're not pressing hard enough. Right. But I mean, there's you can, like you're talking about, like sliding on the note. Like there's always some kind of like you can edit it out to a degree, but there's always some of it you, that is going to get picked up. Like your finger is touching an instrument that's designed to amplify noise. It's going to pick up some of it. I'm going to agree to disagree because I, I, I all I just, those time never had that had that problem. Even when I'm listening like professional bands live, I can you can still hear it some some of the time. Yeah based on what pedals they choose, what yeah. effects they choose to put on their guitar. And But I like that because then I don't feel like I'm just listening to a concert or someone playing their album recorded. It's me listening to you make Well, see, that's it. what I'm saying is the biggest, the biggest way you're going to fucking feel like, oh, this is not literally just the album, is the vocalist sounding exactly the fucking, not exactly the same, but... But yeah, but yeah, but that's my problem is he doesn't sound edited in the album, so it sounds like it does live, but everything else does. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, I just, it's just it's just a thing for me. Like like I said, I'm it's his voice. Take more shows. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Because yeah. I have, I, I don't know. I don't have the same experience seeing know. the bands that we're literally talking about. It does not not that. What do you mean like you think they? Sound I literally the same? saw the worst Prada, and I saw. Silent Planet. So, you, oh, what, so you're saying instrumentally they sound the same live as they do in their Pretty album. much. I, I think there's always that. It's a little bit of variable, but. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like some drastic, like their garage bands making like shitty sounds or anything. I'm just saying there's that a different sound. You can tell uh, when an, an album's produced. I mean, all albums are produced. So mm-hmm. when you hear it live without that production value there, I'm not saying it's the quiet, decline in the quality. I prefer that sound, but I like it all around. Okay. Like, like by no means am I saying make unproduced albums they're better like it's more raw or anything like that like I'm just saying like when I'm there for a live show like I, I'm not saying I want it to be flawed but I like that natural sound and it's just weird to only get half of that natural sound in an album because I've seen Devil Wars Prada live and they definitely I prefer them live and I think his voice works better live because it matches the rawness of the instrumentals without the production whereas his voice on an album doesn't fit as well for me on an album where there's clear production value in the instrumentals, okay. especially when the instrumentals, which I will say were that fucking good. Cause that was a phenomenal album. I just, like I said, it's, a, I can't get over his voice and I don't think it's a bad voice by any means. It's very distinct, but I think because it's so distinct, it draws my attention. And you know, it is like you know, that one like nitpick about something. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I had to walk away for a day just to like get it out of my head because no, I was I literally it. looking for it. I get it. Cause that's, I mean, for a completely different reason Com- not completely different but like a different the other side of that coin is the reason the motionless and white album i do not fucking feel like there's no way that's album of the year 
in my opinion, for something to be even considered in that fucking, in that topic, in that list, the album can't have any skips. That album has a bunch of skips. Oh yeah, definitely. There's I I was listening to it and like the first two songs I was like, holy fuck. That dude. opener is a banger. That shit was crazy. And then the song where he has Brian Garris, like you knew that was gonna be crazy because knock loose fucking rules. Yeah. But there was a couple songs there in between the fucking first two songs, and then you had these two in the middle before you got to the Brian Garris. And I, I was thought like, I was gonna fall asleep. I was fucking mad. Cause how are you gonna go from heavy as shit with a Perfect amount of his clean vocals. I don't really like his clean vocals. I don't think it fits. I do, and you're probably not going to agree with me on why. I'll let you finish. I just don't think it fits. I also don't like that style of metal core. Yeah. I I obviously love singing voices. Clean vocals belong in metal core for me, but his sounds like it should be in what I like to call 40-year-old man music. And that's why I like it. Yeah, I figured that'd be why you like it, but it sounds like he should be in like Breaking Fucking Benjamin, which, you know, no, no fucking hate to Breaking Benjamin. Not my thing. The first album was solid. Other than that, I don't fucking care. First off, Breaking Benjamin made one good song and turned it into multiple albums. Right. <laughs> that's that's why I don't fucking, yeah, that's I'll, why I don't fuck with it. I'll talk shit about them. They're boring as shit. And that's, I, to me, I would rather you make a bad album than a boring album. And that's my issue with Breaking, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, at least you get like a little bit of variety yeah, of it's suck. Same thing like Hawthorne Heights in that era. They had that same effect where like Ohio's for Lovers came out and I fucking love that song and I got Are the album. about to have another one of these? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Like it's, they're those, they're, they're those, his Last vocals. Week he shit, two weeks ago he shits on Panic and this week he shits on fucking Hawthorne. I like Hawthorne Heights. I get they're what you're saying but, though. Yeah, they took, but I mean to me that was the fucking era. That's what I'm saying. Like there was that sound and they have, he has that kind of voice. Right. But, you know, also, like, it, it sounds weird, but, like, it made me, like, because the first song kind of has almost that, like, I call it, like, a gothic industrial sound. Yeah. Like, bands like Power Man 5000 and Orgy. You're talking about Hawthorne or are you talking about Motionless? Motionless. Okay. That first song, like, I was thinking, like, like heavier That's exactly orgy, what I felt. Power Man 5000. Yeah, because there was, the like, way- that weird electronic kind of yeah. industrial sound. You ever heard uh, Godhead? There, 2000 Years of Human Error? That's your homework. Wow. Listen to that album. And uh, it, that's literally what it made me think of is a little bit of industrial. like It's like metalcore meets industrial, but like the cure grew up and kept wanting to make harder yeah. music. Like I mean, that's, that's that vocal are. sound. Yeah. And so I liked that first song because it had that sound. Right. And the second song kept it going. And then it just fucking fell apart for me. Yeah. And, but that's also a direction that a lot of metalcore bands are going in. I think the... Uh, a lot of the genre is going that way because you got like bad omens did the same kind of thing with their last album, but it was good. And I saw them live and I was like very fucking impressed because they opened for the under oath show. They opened then spirit box and then under oath. That is kind of in my mind. What I was thinking of is like, why is everybody doing this? North lane started doing the same yeah, thing. And it's like every album starts off heavy and then like it just it's it like one or two dips songs really low and then it'll come back up to a peak in the middle and you're like okay so we're getting back we got those songs out of the way but then it just drops right back off yeah but that's kind of like what I was talking about with Norma Jean with Wrongdoers like it wasn't as intense on that album so I yeah. didn't mind it but it, like I said it has that two albums feel where it's yeah. like you can tell they want to be a softer band but they know they have to keep their roots of what they were so they don't blend it well into an album well and then that's why I think that's why I think uh he decided Corey decided to make 
you know, side projects because then he could explore that Which shit you, that he wanted to yeah. do in other projects. And I think having that sound in another project is much smarter because Hundred Sons fucking slaps, but it should be completely separate yeah. from fucking Norman Jean. And I'm not saying like you're a band, you have to be in this genre, but but you're a band, you should stay in the genre. Yeah. Stay it, in your fucking lane. Not I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna make you can make fucking you can obviously swap because you want to grow as a band and get better and give people a taste of what other shit you can do. But when there's a dramatic change, like Amarosa, everyone talks about bringing the horizon, which yeah, huge fucking change. But I think Amarosa does not get fucking shit on for that same shit. I love Amarosa. See, I fell off with them I, when they changed their but sound. The, it's such a dramatic change. Yeah, it's, I just, I, it's one of those bands where like the quality and the capability as a band is still there, but the sound isn't. Well, and and here's the thing: like they went from playing the music of the time, and then they got Johnny Craig, and they started playing like post-hardcore, post-punk, just slower shit. Like it sounded like another. You could tell that it was a dance, Gavin dance kind of yeah fucking reach, you know, off the tree. And then he left because it's Johnny Craig. How long is he going to last in a fucking band? Yeah. And they picked up, um, I just blanked on the dude's name, but the newer guy. And when he came in, he kind of, they stayed the same. They stayed the same. And I think they honed it better and it sounded really fucking nice. But then he really changed again. And now it's like bubblegum pop. And I do not fuck with it. I like bubblegum pop. No, it doesn't. When you go from fucking, what is that? What was that fucking song? What, Casablanca or some okay, shit? I'm not cool the with them one? doing it. I just mean, that's, I thought you were shitting on the whole genre. No, 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 no. no. Oh, Bubblegum okay. Pop is fun in its own fucking time. But when I'm listening to Emerosa and I'm thinking it's going to be like, what, uh, 113 or 131, 131, and then it is completely fucking different, I get upset. Yeah. It's like when fucking... Bring the Horizon came out with, uh, what is the fucking, the, the album that has the fucking the umbrella, umbrella with on Happy it. on it? Yeah. Uh, it had a couple of songs. That was like their Throne. first song. Yeah. Had Throne, which was probably the good song from it. It was a fucking, uh, That's the Spirit, I think is that name. Yeah. So which I actually f- liked that song. It was super poppy. The album was, yeah, that that's fine. It was fine. But then they went and they made, what was that fucking? Really horrible one. The one that came after? Amo. Amo was so fucking horrible. Uh, AMO. It's the, I know you're talking about. It's all lowercase. It was so. I'm, I'm trying to like. I, I just remember. It was just really fucking poppy. It was just they wanted to be on the radio. They wanted to play fucking Wembley. I get it. Do what you're going to do. Make your fucking money. It was produced really fucking well. But for me who liked them in fucking Sempaternal and fucking Pray for Plagues, and you had the uh, There is a Hell in between and Suicide Season. And then, you know, you go from Sempaternal, which was like massive fucking success. Yeah, and it, it, it was and it was definitely way softer, too. What, so Sempaternal? I mean, like, I wouldn't say it was way softer. From it, where they, I mean, I'm just saying, like, every, you could, from where they started. Right, but you could see the transition from... Because Suicide Season was still pretty Right, it was heavy. really fucking heavy and raw. But then they went to This Is Hell, 
or there is a hell i've seen it the yeah, fucking there's a heaven above I've right seen so there's there too, yeah. there's that album but that's like to that's, me that's the one with anthem on it right that's on the anthem i really like that album i think so that was like their transition album that is the perfect it's a, it's the perfect in between sempaternal and like pray for plagues era it yeah. was right in between and i think i don't think it gets enough Credit. Uh, credit. I, I fucking I love that album. I think it's really fucking good, but everyone talks about Sympaternal. I love Sympaternal. Well, because that was their breakout album. And I love it. I th- It's my favorite one, but that There Is a Hell, I think, is the least talked about album from them, and it's upsetting. Yeah, which is weird, because most of these bands, like, we always talk about that transition album that all these bands do, like, we talk about Normal Jean, Under Oath, and those other bands. And yeah, but you don't you, like those. I do. No, I do. Like, the Find the Great Line. I fucking love that, that album. To me, Mary not, To me, to me, and I said it before, I don't, to me, that is not their transition album. To you, it is. To me, their transition album was the Changing of Times. Okay. Because they went from being straight up deathcore to, we're gonna add keys, we're gonna start singing a little bit more and we're going to start going to where they did with their only chasing safety. That is a transition album to well, me. Well then, okay. Well, if, for their OG sound that, I mean, they've had two transitions. Well, they've probably had three or four, honestly. They have had like three or four yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but to me, that is the transition. That's why it's the changing of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, their death core stuff. I liked, it was okay, but I, I think mean, people shit on it too much. I, I just, I like it for what it is. It was definitely a very much pro life and they didn't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. I just, they were too much of what they were back then. If that makes sense for me. Yeah. They were literally a Christian death core band that talked about like literally talked about don't kill the baby. They were like, you should have known you can't kill the baby. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just, it, it's one of those things where I, I, I go back and I listen to it and now I'm like, why did I like this? I know I, I used love to cries like of the past. I think that album is fucking fantastic. I just can't think of why I liked it. If that makes sense. Like I go and I listen to it and I'm just like, I don't know. It's eerie. That's uh, why I like it. It's eerie. And I think it's, it has the ebb and flow that I would want from a old school deathcore album. Yeah. The Changing of the Times definitely was the first album that made me like legitimately fall in love with them. Yeah, which I guess makes more sense of the transition because right. I'd heard the older stuff. They were just kind of this obscure band that friends I knew knew about, right. and it was like, if you like hardcore shit, this is what to listen to. Then they definitely were at that time. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, it's cool. Like I was a little little heavier for my taste, but I mean, it kind of was like leading me into it, and then. Was that song like When the Sun Sleeps? I think that's mm-hmm. not the first song the on the album. Sun Still Sleeps. Yeah, and I heard that and I was like, oh, this is so much better than the first two albums. It is so much better. And then I that was the first album that I played multiple times from them without skipping. I, I can't remember the first song called the ones like the blue one and the red one or whatever. What? The one that the album that came before the Changing of the Times. Cries of the Past. Yeah, that one. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I it's okay. But I couldn't really get you into it. You could see that they were making their transition over. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I love changing the yeah. times. So yeah, I guess I guess in that regard, most transition albums don't typically go over bands, honestly. But their follow up always does, mm-hmm. which is weird because all their old fans see the transition and they fall off with them. And then after they finish that transition album, they come up with the new album where they have their new sound, mm-hmm. and it's always softer. Let's be honest. And then so they get yeah. super big, like and that. See, and then you were talking about Norma Jean, and I know we talked about this before. I think I was, like, super tired when we were talking about this because I would have argued a little bit on Mary Donnell being the transition because I, try, I like, think back to 
No, we agreed. Redeem- maybe no, we agreed. Redeemer was a transition. Yeah, but I was super fucking tired. And I said, I said, I do agree I that think... it was a transition, but I felt like it was too much of what they were still to where they were going with wrongdoers. I feel yeah. like Miradonna was more in the middle. That's why I would say maybe, then maybe. But Man, we can't talk no, about it the has to be Redeemer. I was trying to make an argument for Oh God being that transition because it was the first one with Corey on it. But they sounded and the same. They didn't sound exactly the same. They but definitely more were. Or less. It was, yeah, but that's why I was trying to make an argument for it being like a transition. But yeah, it's definitely a Redeemer. There was such a. There was a little bit of it, a little tiny bit of it on Oh God, but. Redeemer was such a dramatic change. So yeah, I'd say it would, yeah, it's it's definitely the transition because uh, after that was fucking dog shit. Dog uh, shit was after wasn't, that. It wasn't that. Bad. It was dog shit. I love Norma Jean so fucking much, and I was so so mad when that came out. And I think it was still the time. Was that still the period where like you had to buy shit? No. So that definitely came out, and I it was like the to, no, it came it came out late two thousands, right? I want to say what uh, the anti mother, anti mother. Yeah, I was in the navy at that time. Yeah, I was like I was in I the was navy. like two thousand twelve, I think. Oh, it was definitely before then because I was still I was I was I heard it first here, and, and I love maybe two thousand eleven because I got in the up. navy in eleven. No, nah, it, it definitely came out the anti mother way before that. There's no fucking way because I I left oh, Texas wait, on, in 09. Hold on. There's no yeah, way it came out that late. So maybe in 09 because fucking Redeemer came out in 06. Came out in 06. Yeah, Redeemer came out in 06 because I remember. Yeah, Redeemer was 06. Anti-Mother came out in 08. Been 08 then because. Yeah, because that's when they did when the combination on, album, the well, Birds one or whatever. Yeah, and it's, the shit. it's always the thing if you do. Uh, they were still in Solid State at that time. And Solid State has a very like in there. I'm pretty sure in their contract. Back then, it was in their contract. Every two years, you have to put out an album. Yeah. So if you can think of like, I mean, that's what they did. Oh, yeah, six, exactly oh eight, two thousand ten. That's what Under Oath did too. Yeah. Every the whole time they were on Tooth and Nail, Solid State, it was every two years they came Didn't, out with an album. I, I like I don't know if they re- released it or what, but I know that Birds and Microscope, whatever the combination album they did mm-hmm. uh, before Mary Donald came out. Didn't they fucking have like? Trust Kill like released that or some shit like that. I, I just I don't know why in my head I'm seeing Trust Kill's logo on that. They might have because uh, they couldn't. I, I know, they couldn't I, I, because that all that music was done on Tooth and Nail Solid State, yeah. so it would have had to been released by them. Yeah, which is they would I, have. I don't know they why bought I'm the rights. That. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why in my head I'm I'm gonna look it up. We'll talk about it another time. I think I the next do. album was on. No, there's another Trust album. Kill, right? Yeah, wasn't it? So what? I, I don't know. I just feel like Trust Kill released that. It was wrongdoers on Trust Kill. I I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was on Solid State Tooth and because they were so different when that came out. Yeah, I think they were off of Solid State. Yeah. I just distinctly remember because I saw it and I thought it was a new album, and I remember. And you looked at it; and it was like just a compilation of. Yeah, because I was really like looking shit. through the song list. I always looked through the song list first before mm-hmm. I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, it's just a compilation." Yeah, Memphis will be laid to waste. Yeah, and, and I thought it was weird shit. because like they don't really have that many albums; they haven't been around that long. Which is, I think, why I thought it was Trust Kill because it, it would make sense if they swap labels. Three at that time, right? Four. Yeah, at that but time? I mean, that's not a lot for a compilation. Four. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know four fucking albums. They had four at that time, right? Because it came out after. Yeah, but they came were, out after the Anti Mother. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird because they'd only been around for like what, like five, six years at that point when that came out. Yeah, no. 
Cause that very first album they put out, they were another, they were a band under a different name even before their first solid state album. And what most of those metalcore bands were, they were called Ludacris, L U T I Chris. Oh God, that's terrible. But they're out of Georgia. Okay. So then Luda, the fucking hip hop artist, Makes Luda sense. was like not having it. Well, he, I mean, he became big. They like, I don't think anything, there was never a point where like, Hey bitch, you need to change your name. Cause they weren't that big. Yeah. But they were like, we should probably change because that's not going to work. This is not going to work out. It was like Lamb of God. Originally they were called like burn the priest or some shit like that. Yeah. They're, I mean, that's the, they, they, they what like fucking three years ago re-released as burn the priest. Yeah. And I remember when they, like when I first heard of them, uh, my friends like, yeah, it's been burn the priest. And I was like, huh? So was it like Christian rock? I was like, I don't think so. And they changed their name to Lamb of God. And I'm like, I'm still kind of on the fence. Like I'm like listening to the lyrics trying to like, is this religious? It's one of those. It's funny. I, I always think back to this fucking story. My buddy, uh, I grew up with in church. Um, so like his parents were like mine. Um, they would only let you listen to Christian music. So the difference was my dad would only let me purchase albums from a Christian bookstore. So knew for sure it was Christian. Like bless the fall was still Christian at that point. He managed to like, he, he had a taking back Sunday album. And I was like, how the fuck did you manage to do that? They are very much not Christian. He goes, I told my mom taking back Sunday for Christ. (laughs) I was like, dude, what? That worked. Motherfucker. (laughs) I mean, well played. So good. Well, I mean, you could do the same thing with Lamb of God, especially if your parents, like my parents were not going to listen to it. Or Devil Driver. I don't know. Devil Driver is a little bit of a reach. Uh, I mean, you're You're driving driving the devil devil. into the ground or some shit. It's pal driving them. (laughs) Cause, uh, that lead singer, he was in, was it cold chamber before? Yeah. Yeah. That's that old school shit. And I remember when they came out and then, uh, I was like, are they religious now? Like anytime I hear like any religious tone to it, I'm like, now I'm like on the lookout for it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I won't get fooled again. Like I got fooled on the road. I won't yeah. fall for this yeah. again. Like I'm like <laughs> critically like digging through their lyrics, looking for metaphors. <laughs> and, uh, cause I, I remember them and then like Lamb of God, I did the same thing. I was like trying to find like, I was like looking for God in their music so I could judge them. Like, are you Christian? I need to know you've got God in your name. And then you know, I found out they yeah. used to be called burn the priest. And I was like, mm, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. That's the funny thing is I, I was obviously the opposite. Like I, at the time of wrongdoers, I was not feeling it. Cause I was like, dude, there's no way these dudes are Christian. Like they obviously don't like God anymore. Cause I watched that. I listened to a little bit and I watched a video where they were just getting fucked up off of milk. Oh, the, and I was like, you got it at five. You got it at 50. I yeah. fucking love that music. No, I video. do. I love it. But I was watching it and I was like, in my head still brainwashed. I was like, you're, you're trying to be a, a, um, what am I? Lord, I'm looking for. You're trying to be like, um, like an edgy Christian. No, 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 no. You're trying to like, you want these kids to look up to you, but you're doing shit like this. But I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it makes sense. Right. But like I said, this was when. Oh, oh I thought you were saying in context. Brainwashed. The song. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was the same thing when I listened to like, he is legend. I saw one of their videos and I was like, dude, there's no way these dudes are Christian, but they were somehow on a Christian label. And for the longest time I would not listen to that band. Um, and so, then so you had like even that far along you were still doing that dude up in like seriously when 
Under Oath dropped that first new song after their hiatus, and he cussed right off the bat. I was like, no fucking way. So it was like right before I met you is when you had just I was on that deployment when that song came out. Yeah, something. So like when I when we first hung out, like you were just stopping to be like super. No, religious. I mean I I stopped right before the second deployment. Oh really? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, I was, oh. but I was like, I was questioning it, and I like had closet a, Christian. Yeah, and you know I still like fought for it, but when honestly it was like a really there was a really hard time for me. Something happened that like really fucked me up and I was tired of feeling like fucking worthless. It's called guilt. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's a different podcast, but I, yeah, you know, I mean, we're not going to get into it, but yeah. So <clears throat> that, that first song came out 20 fucking 18 and I listened to it and I was like, Oh my God, they're cussing. And they're on a different, obviously they're not on a Christian label anymore. So you're trying to be role models. That's what the word I was looking for. Words. Um, trying to be role models for these kids, but you're going to cuss. Like, obviously, I'm a hypocrite as fuck. Like, I was cussing all the time. I was in the Navy. It's past the fucking mashed potatoes, please. Yeah. You know, but I was thinking, like, nobody's listening to me. Obviously, people are now, but nobody gives a shit what I have to say. Like, these are... Oh, they say they don't care. Growing up, like they don't now, but yeah. they like, definitely don't care what I have to say. Yeah, but growing up, these dudes had such a platform. And when you have a platform like that and you've obviously had a huge impact on so many kids' lives, dude, you were literally on stage in 2006, 2007 Warp Tour or 2006 Warp Tour like preaching. And this is where we are now. Yeah. How the fuck? Like I and then then I had my transition. Wow, that sounds. Oh no, because the whole way wrong. That sounds perfect for the whole Christian in the closet and then transition. Right. So, like, I had I'm my I'm um, awakening. That sounds even worse. Now let's stick with transition. <laughs> so I had my thing where I, I, you know, I changed, and you then I, I realized you, I transitioned. You, all right, you I transitioned. Saw the light. I transitioned. I had my transition. Um, did you do the surgery or did you just do the hormones? Just the hormones. Oh, okay. Figured it'd just take care of itself. Like maybe it'd just fall off. Oh, okay. Like the halo, just go limp and just fall off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was hoping. You're for. like fucking was it Angel on X Men Three, like shaving your wings every day. <laughs> they just keep coming. Back. Yeah. So that's exactly or like uh, like fucking Tim Allen in the in the Santa Claus, like shaving him, Melee comes back. Yeah. yeah. So then I, when I had the same thing happen to me, then I was like, okay, I get it. They're like, yo, fuck this. We're going to be who we are now. Yeah. There's a couple of dudes that are still Christian, but we need to talk about this. It's like when I, it, to me, it's like eye for an eye. That song was so like, he clearly went through some shit and it was all religion based. So that's what under oath did with that album. They went through some shit. They were told they had to be a certain fucking way they were put under a microscope the whole time they were under that label they were like no i'm i'm so fucking done with this and i don't want religion to be beating me down like this anymore so they were like well spencer wrote these lyrics so spencer fucking just put it all out there and they did that with the first fucking single yeah i mean it's it's hard for me to like Talking, I mean, it's hard not to talk bad about religion as an atheist because you see it from the outside, you know yeah. what I mean? And just seeing what it does to people, like, 
there is potential for good. They got to clear that up. Any religion. Well, the principles are fucking solid. Yeah. It's I mean, every religion's principle is don't be a shitty person. Yeah. It's just people take that and then they use it to oppress or abuse people. And I don't blame well, the everybody re- takes their own I don't version blame of what they read. Yeah. I don't blame the religion for that. I blame the people that twist it that way. Right. You know, like talk about the Catholic church all you want or anything, but like ultimately the book is the book. We can, it's fucked up in its own way, but all books right. are fucked up. Right. But the issue is people's interpretations and what they right. do with it. So I, I would, I could see that like any structure in its own way is oppression and they saw that oppression. They want to speak out against it. And yeah, when you, when you feel oppressed, you will be angry when you come on the other side right. of it. And so I, I like that album. Well, I mean, I love it now. Yeah. But I, I could see where you were coming from being religious and seeing Yeah. That at way. that time it just was like. I don't know. The first two times I heard it, I was not fucking with it. I was like, the Norma Jean one. I don't really see why that would bother you though. That's that's dude. It was me. It was, that was at a time where I was very much like, I mean, I was, I was, I think when that came out, I was working at my church, like trying to go to a private college. Especially like, cause I heard the song before I saw the video. So I saw it more mocking the lifestyle Mm -hmm. than it like, basically promoting it. So I kind of saw it as them being Christian saying, Hey, like you can party and have a good time without drinking, you know, and, yeah, like, and it was I them being it as, rock stars without drinking. Right. But I saw it as they were talking and they were promoting that lifestyle, yeah. but they couldn't do booze. Yeah. Especially like the way they start like vomiting in the music mm-hmm. video. Like I, I took it. I mean, that's my interpretation. You know what I right. mean? Which as, is probably more like yours than mine yeah i took it as like oh they're clearly still christian they're saying like hey enjoy life but like and like them puking it up is like showing like the excess which is what the song's about and all that and like i saw that as them saying like almost mocking the idea of being role models in that regard that a lot of rock stars are about the party lifestyle so i don't know i just i didn't see it that way but also i don't they're a christian band so i can't not see that in them but i don't have those christian worldviews so like I'm always going to see them doing anything secular in that regard, at least back in that time, as being more of a mockery of secular yeah. life than them promoting it, you know? But I guess that's kind of how art is. It's all interpretive. I mean, with any art, like we talk about music and like my view on music versus yours and all that. A lot of it, let's be honest, a lot of music, we like a lot of the same genres. We like the same general. We like the same uh, genre. But as a but, whole, like yeah, there is definitely there's Yeah, we kind of... I don't want to say like we we nitpick, but it's like oh, I definitely do, and I'm okay with more that, yeah. than I do. I'll because if it didn't come out before 2010, it's just not good. Yeah, it's just not good yeah. music. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to change that, and slowly I am. Did you ever listen to uh, From Adam to Ashes last album? We talked about that before. Holding the Wolf by the Ear. It was, it was like I don't know. I just had a flashback like two years ago when we talked about this. Um, then I probably did. I probably listened to it as soon as we left. Yeah, because I, I remember. Like, fucking no. Okay, you. So I was listening to that today, and I just remember talking about like older music and things like that. And like, and like emo specifically. Like they are such a good hardcore emo band. And I know it's just random. It just popped in my head. Like, and that like their softer stuff and the heavier stuff is fine. But like that last album was like the perfect mix of I mean, them being like heavy as shit and kind of like leading into like the metalcore sound but still keeping like their emo roots so just want to plug that if anyone likes that kind of sound from Adam Nash's album they basically did what Census Fail tried to do with Renouncer Renouncer mm-hmm. but way better because I was thinking about that album and it led me to that you know your mind kind of just goes from one to the other 
And so I was listening to that today and I was like, this is everything I thought that census fill album was trying to do, but done so much better. Well, for me, it just, the fiction we live was such a perfect album. Yeah. And it's definitely it's heavier. straight it's, up no skips. Yeah. It's this, that, that's how this album is for me. It's definitely a lot. It's their head. I mean, they only have like what, three or four albums. To me, it's definitely their heaviest album, but it's also their best. Just Straight check it up. Out. It's added to my library. Yeah. I'll listen to it on the way home. Check that shit What's out. What's the other dude. one you said? Which the, one? the other band you were just talking about? I was talking about the announcer from Census Fail. We've already no, talked the about. one you just told me to listen to. That was that. Uh, from no, Autumn Ashes. Before we started talking about From Autumn the Ashes. You said another fucking band. Did I? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. I think you're making shit up, dude. No, I think you just go on so many tangents, you don't know words that you fucking say. I know all the words that no, I you said. You said another band. We were talking about Norma Jean. No, man. Yeah, there was another band in between. You were like, hey, you need to listen to that. That's yeah, your from homework. A, from Autumn Nashes. No, there was one. Oh, Godhead. That was way earlier. That was like... That was like three fucking minutes ago. I was like... Four tangents ago, bro. Yeah, well, that's what you do. You, think you just I keep, did that shit last week, and I was going to punch you in the throat you while think you I were keep recording. keep up with the dumb shit that comes you out of my to. mouth? what you fucking say? Godhead? Yeah, 2,000 years of human error. See, guys, I'm doing homework. That's what you guys should be doing, too. It's such a good album. Bro, the fucking top song is <laughs> Penetrate. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, I told you, it's that early 2000s. Jesus album. Christ, dude. It's a good album. They did a cover, Eleanor Rigby. It's going to make you... No, don't, don't do that to No, me. I was going to say skip it. I was going to say skip Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I fucking hate when bands do that. Like, yeah. You know what? Honestly, my biggest pet peeve, I'm going to say this shit right before we fucking finish up. When fucking bands will cover old songs. I don't like... Uh, who covered fucking Sound of Silence? That shit irritates me every time I fucking hear it. It Sound. wasn't Disturbed. It was somebody fucking else covered it. It was... Uh, Maybe it was Disturbed. Yeah, they covered a lot of songs. I think it might have been. Because I, I, I remember those dumb piercings he has. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about Enjoy the Silence, because like every band's covered that fucking song. Oh, like no, Sunu Coil no. and like 20 other Yeah, it was bands. it was Disturbed. Number one fucking song on here. The Sound of Silence. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I know everybody loves it. I, I don't. There's another band that covered Simple Man. What the fuck? I don't know. Some covers I like. Like the Punkles Pop. I, was a huge, I used to be That's huge into those. Different because they're being because they're also being they're uh, not trying to make direct covers. Yeah, no, they're 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 being funny with it. They're uh, they're Punk they're Crunk. being satirical for sure. Oh, Punk Goes Crunk is so yeah, much that plain white tea song. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like that kind baller. of shit. Yeah, it's fuck. That's definitely my favorite song on that album. That and the dude, what are you OGB. still fly? Yeah, actually, that whole that's Devil album Wars Prada. Devil Wars Prada did still fly. And I it's like that incredible. Song. Yeah, I'm trying to think, it was what was who did uh the cover ODB. Wasn't it like Forever the Sickest Kids or some shit? Yeah, it's a I don't random know. one. But that he's like, well, every time so he's gonna random. curse, he's like, inward. That shit <laughs> fucking cracked me up, dude. I fucking want to say it was Forever the Sickest Kids. No, it was say anything. Oh, it's the same band to me. Yeah, but oh, I just remember hearing I that, really, that shit I never was really was, I never really was a uh, say anything person. And I, I always thought they were overrated. Yeah, uh, they're like they're fine. Same with Plain White Tees. I always thought Plain White Tees was super. Plain overrated. White Tees has one song. One. Uh, I mean, they were big for a while. Yeah, they had one good song. I mean, they I'm really not... rode that fucking that that fucking uh, that wave, and then but it worked for them. Yeah, it worked for them. I mean, everyone knew who they I feel were. like that. I feel the same way about Motion City soundtrack. They have like one fucking song. Oh, I wish that was what's called the Secret Handshake. That that song. Oh, uh, Secret Handshake. Yeah, yep. that song was good. It's, it's another good. band that's exactly the same as the other ones we were talking yeah. about. I feel like a lot of the bands on on. Those albums, there's like those few big bands. There's a couple other bands that you'll only know from like one song. Mm -hmm. And you're like, 
I know of you. And mm-hmm. you go, you go like, oh, maybe go check out their album. And you're always just disappointed because they do like one good single. Yeah. And then the rest of the album was just boring as shit or whack. Didn't Set Your Goals do do one on there that was fucking awesome? I think they did like a, a, a Lil John cover. On I think, that album? I think it was Set Your Goals. I thought they did it on Punko's Pop. No, you're right. Yeah. Pull your hood up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first dude, song. I love that song. I always thought that was on the Punko's Pop. I fucking love Punko's That shit Pop makes album. me laugh so fucking hard. Actually, that. Put your hood up. Represent your shit, motherfucker. Uh, oh, my God, dude. That shit kills me. And they're from the Bay, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, here it goes again. Uh, I think one of the Punkos pop, they do a cover of a Cure song. And uh, is it Love Song? I don't know. It's one of the Cure songs, but it's, it's probably super fucking good. But there's like a lot of those obscure bands that get on there that yeah. like I'll check out. And I'm like, you did such a good cover, but you're such a shitty band. Like with such a shitty album that I just like, it almost upsets me that they do such a good cover. It's like, oh, you're really good at making someone else's music. You just can't do anything for yourself. Oh man, I'm looking at this album again. You want to listen to it now, don't I'm you? I'm going to listen. Uh, I might listen to this. Yeah, I'm definitely going to listen on the way home now you may bring it no, up. No, I have to listen to my homework. I'm going to start my homework. Uh, so like the Godhead, I don't. I'm starting with fucking yeah, Simon I w- Nash. Is so I was going to say, I would just, that's kind of just, I don't think you're going to, like even me listening to it now, it was all right. It's definitely a music of the time. Like I'll yeah. still listen to it more on nostalgia, but it definitely has that orgy Power Man 5000 sound to it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but it just, it is a, an album of the, but it just made me think of Motionless and White, like all their albums kind of have yeah. that feel to them. And it just, every time I listen to them, I think of bands like that. Mm-hmm. And then I go back and listen to them. I'm like, oh, you're just doing that, but trying to be hardcore about it. And I just don't think it works that well. Another couple bands from the before time, uh, Coheed put out an album. It was boring. Uh, I've never been a big fan of them. I was, and I thought their last, I think that. I think they're good. They're good for what they are. But this one was boring. And then Dr. Acula is back. I have no idea who the fuck that Oh, my is. God, dude. Dr. Acula is fucking awesome. See, a lot of bands it's, have dumb names like that. It's and I just, so I, dumb, but it's Dr. Acula. It's like Dracula. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. Get I'm it? Just saying, yes, I get it. But I'm sh- Yeah. I'm sure I've seen the name somewhere. But I know a lot of those bands I just like... Scary kids, scaring kids. Bro, I, fuck you, that band fucking rules. I know, I know. But like when I first yeah, heard the, the name, name is awful. I, I saw it at Hot Topic. Bad band name. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I saw it, first off, I saw it in a Hot Topic. So that was like, I'm going to write this you shit off. Was, oh, I was going to say, I knew it was going to be good. Because uh, at that time. I mean, yeah, so like bangers. Mice and Men and shit like that was in there. But that's my thing is like, there were so many other bands that yeah. were there that had albums coming out that I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck was this dumb name band, you know? So I just blew them off. But I went back and listened. Fucking like them. So. A lot of those bands just have those dumb names that I can discuss. Good, it's supposed to be catchy, but it just the Devil Wears Prada. Horrible band name. Oh yeah, I I feel like most of the big band names have dumb fucking names. Yeah, they're either super on the nose or they're just dumb as shit. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. There was a dude on TikTok that was doing a good band name, bad band name. I might have sent you a video. Yeah, yeah. He says, "I don't, I don't give a fart." Yeah. It's like at the beginning, it's all hardcore and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you sent me that. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Some yeah. bad names. Good band dumb. name, bad band yeah. name, incredible band yeah. name. What was the incredible I can't name? remember. I'm going to find the video, though. Oasis was a good band name. Yeah, it's a good band name. Not Nickelback, a great band. bad band name. Terrible band name. Yeah. But everyone rocked that shit. Yeah, Scary Kids, Scary Kids is a horrible band name. Great See, band, bad band in name. In hindsight, I kind of like it because it's so dumb. Scary Kids? Yeah. I love it, but it's a bad band name. No, I love how dumb the name is. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But that's, that's, that's the... Uh, 
like a sign of the times. Yeah, they definitely do. Like, it's kind of like we're talking about that genre of music where like the the songs just made no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I always argue people about taking back Sunday, tell your friends versus brand new, your favorite weapon. Like tell those two friends. albums. See, I disagree. I think your favorite weapon. I Mm-mm. fucking love that. I pick brand new over taking back Sunday, like overall, but your favorite weapon is good, but tell your friends is I fucking love infinitely that better. See, I disagree. I, I think I think anything after that I'm taking brand new though. Yeah, especially like with their newer sounds. They both went more indie. And I mm-hmm. think Taking Back Sunday was following the trend, or as brand new was kind of creating the trend in that genre. Yeah. And but, I, I don't you know, know your favorite weapon was just It's a band where you have to separate the artist from the art yeah. at this point, oh, which is yeah. depressing as fuck. Yeah, but that first brand new album, the like the lyrics, the like because those both albums were just a lot of jabs, you know. Well, there's reasons. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, but like it was clearly one album was written talking shit and the other album was written talking shit. I just think brand new. They're basically just like two diss track albums. Yeah. And I feel like brand new's like was better. My, like, this dude are, to get microphones drunk. are for singing, not for screaming. Yeah. Or swinging. swinging. That's what it is. Like, oh yeah, like I hope you get drunk and you don't put your seatbelt on like shit like that. Yeah, and dude. Then, well, I mean, mm-hmm. he deserves it. Fuck that. Yeah, Jude Law on a Summer Abroad. Like, that shit was just phenomenal to me. I mean, I'm not knocking the album. I do like it, but I don't, I think, it's don't think it's better than Tell All Your Friends. No. I, I'd, I'd say they're very close, but I would put Brand New over it. Just for lyrics alone. Okay. Well, Brand New over Ting Back Sunday all day, any day. Except yeah. those two albums head to head. Yeah. Just uh, doesn't do it for me. I, I think... Deja and Tindu shits on most everything else that they've put out. Yeah. I just think lyrically it was so much better that I, I put it over that for that yeah. alone. But that's just, well, that's my opinion. And then you got the devil and God inside me. And holy fuck, that album was, oh, so album was so fucking good. I loved Daisy too, even though people shit on it. I, I thought it was good. It was yeah. different. It was good. Very different. But I, I think that's why a lot of people shit on it was because how different yeah. it was. And but, on that note, now that we've probably lost a lot of viewership because everybody, for some reason, thinks Tank Back Sunday is better. Because they're wrong? Yeah. I'm I'm talking to you, Joey. Holy I shit! Know. I actually got you to agree with me on something, and it was about music. Yeah, well, that never happens. Okay, but I don't know. I feel like <laughs> this is gonna be a hot take. Uh, I think anybody with decent music taste is gonna pick brand new over Tang Back Sunday. So you're admitting that I have decent music sometimes, taste. sometimes. Yeah. I'll- See, you went back and listened to fucking Dead Wars Prada, and you agree with me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I told you, you think I hate music for the sake of hate music. I don't hate music. Yeah, well, it's a good thing we're doing this podcast because it's actually getting you to listen to stuff I tell you to listen to. Before, oh. you'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then you don't fucking do it. Well, because you always tell me to listen to I'm going to listen to this and I'm going to watch Jen Tama. Because half the time you be like, hey, go listen to this thing. I know you don't like this band. I know you don't like the sound, but go listen to this thing that I know you don't like already. Like, that's not a way to sell music to someone. Okay. Well, when you sold Devil's Problem, like, yo, album of the year, everyone agreed. It's an amazing album. Go listen it was to this in my, album. It was my, in my top five or ten in that year don't 19 don't sell me a band i've already heard sell me yeah, an album from a I band will. that i know of. and then then I'm, I'm more and like i said i listened to it i like the album i figured out why i didn't like it i yeah. got past it and i realized the quality and it made me like their other stuff in hindsight but you yeah. were always selling the band yeah gotta, i know like i well, said like now, i said with the anime like don't sell me the show sell me the hype right well now i get to don king me baby don king <laughs> oh me now you're you're new Homework is those other two bands I sent you, Dayseeker, which I think you're going to love, and Drain, I have high hopes for. Is it about vampires? <laughs> what? Drain? Dayseeker. Oh, Dayseeker. Yeah. No. You don't get it? 
Yeah, I like get it. They, I thought you were talking about Drain because you said it after I said Drain. Because Blade was the first Marvel movie I and he was black. It, motherfucker, damn. I shit. Is it about vampires though? No. Oh. Why the hell they seek her? I don't know. It's another one of those names that doesn't make fucking sense. Is it is Scary Kids Scaring Kids an album about scary kids scaring fucking kids? No, motherfucker. I'm sure there were a lot of kids mm. that were scared of it. I'm sure there were because they were screaming. I'll see. Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Shut the fuck up. It makes it all, all came right. around. All right, whatever. Um, anyway, um, hope to see some of you guys out there tonight uh, for the Funky Panther 100th episode. Bonanza. I don't think that's Soiree. I think it's like a bash. 100 up to a bash. I like Soiree. Soiree is good. I'm going to wear a collared shirt. Of course you are. That's why, I, see, that's, I realized driving here, that's why I thought you wearing a t-shirt was weird because I got so used to seeing you in a button-up. Well, I talked about it. Like, there was, I just didn't wear t-shirts because I was, where, where we lived, I was always, in fucking garbage water. You always saw me in hoodies or jackets. It was always cold. Yeah. I got, I got a frail body. Doesn't do If anything. it wasn't so fucking hot, I'd wear the camo hoodie for you. Can you just bring it? <laughs> you just tighter on your just tighter on your waist. And this is the infamous fucking. You can put like a guys. polo shirt on. Just tighter <laughs> on your no. waist. Fuck no. If I got you like a pink camo hoodie, would you wear that? A pink camo hoodie? Yeah, you know, like the, it's too fucking hot. Yeah, it's supposed to be waist. like one oh five. I'm not wearing that around. I already get so fucking hot all the time. It is not happening. I'm wearing short shorts and a fucking t shirt. You wear some short ass shorts. Hey man. She likes it. It is all thigh. Yeah, man. I, I got a nice thigh. Yeah, I know. I finally get to show off my fucking thigh tattoo. Uh, I don't have my any anime tattoos. thigh tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. I know. Poser. <laughs> I have like six <laughs> tattoos. Really? Yeah, I have two on my ass. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Yeah. And yeah, I got another reason I hated you. I had an imaginary beef. I thought it was super weird. Uh, oh, well, super was. It's super In my defense, weird. more. I'll tell that story another time. We'll get another yeah. time. Anyway, guys, uh, we got to go. Um, I hope you guys like the uh, episode. Give us some feedback. Uh, we'll see you guys next week and hopefully some of you tonight. All right, guys. See you later. And remember, I, we listened to something I actually enjoyed and I didn't shit on it. I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Later, guys. Great